Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy, and today's video I'm bringing you guys week eight running back start or sit decisions for fantasy football in 2020. In this video, we are going to be going over every single matchup from Thursday all the way until Monday night, talk about every single running back in those given matchups, and discuss why I want to start them or why I would sit them for this week, week number eight of the 2020 fantasy football season. So I'd like to ask that if at any point inside of this video that if you end up enjoying, you end up having a great time, to please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below because not only is it free, I put out content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 Fantasy Football Championship. And real quick, I'd like to give you guys a quick word from my friends and my sponsor over at OverlayDFS.com. OverlayDFS.com is my favorite way to play daily fantasy sports in fantasy football. It is that simple. All you have to do is pick a player versus player. This is the Thursday night football matchup for this week between the Atlanta Falcons at the Carolina Panthers. Who scores more fantasy points? Matt Ryan plus two additional fantasy points or Teddy Bridgewater minus two? Who scores more fantasy points? Fat Mike Davis minus eight and a half or Curtis Samuel plus eight and a half? It's that simple. Simple. Player versus player matchups. You guys do all this research for fantasy football every single week. Why not make some easy money off of it on OverlayDFS.com? And we are back. Let's get right into it. The first matchup to discuss here is Thursday Night Football. The Atlanta Falcons at the Carolina Panthers. In this one, I like both running backs in this matchup. Now, technically, there's kind of three running backs in this matchup because it's Mike Davis or it's Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is apparently designated to return this week. Now he's wearing a non-contact jersey in practice and this game's on Thursday just a couple days from now. So what that kind of tells me is that I think Christian McCaffrey is going to miss. Obviously, you have to take this into account. If Christian McCaffrey plays, you're not going to be playing Mike Davis. But if Christian McCaffrey misses, you're 100% playing Mike Davis. I understand he had a down week last week. But as long as Christian McCaffrey is not there, he's going to be the guy getting all the opportunity in that Carolina backfield and going up against the worst run defenses in the NFL. And the Atlanta Falcons should bode very well for Fat Mike Davis for the Falcons. Todd Gurley last week ended up stumbling his way into the end zone like Daniel Jones stumbled his way not going into the end zone because the motherfucker fell because he was running at Lightning McQueen speed at 21 point something miles an hour. The fastest someone has ran in the NFL this year, which I don't believe at all. But with that said, Todd Gurley completely and utterly choked away the game for the Atlanta Falcons because the guy fell on the one or into the end zone instead of falling onto the one yard line. Now, I wouldn't say he choked the whole game because the defense has to eventually make a stop and they just don't. But this game is a battle of two not-so-great defenses, so I feel like both these teams are going to be scoring a decent amount, and I feel like Todd Gurley is going to be very involved in this game for the Falcons. I'm going to be sitting down Brian Hill, because unless Todd Gurley's knee arthritis was about to act up, start acting different, then Brian Hill's pretty much useless for fantasy football. Now on to the Sunday slate. We begin with the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Baltimore Ravens. Now, the Baltimore Ravens have an issue with this very tissue. They need two-ply, two-ply when they cry, because Mark Ingram is injured and could be missing this game. Now, if Mark Ingram plays... All these guys are sits, 100%. You have no idea on a weekly basis which one of these carousel of running backs is going to be the main guy on that team on the weekly basis. One week, it'll be Gus Edwards. The next week, it'll be Ingram. The other week, it'll be J.K. Dobbins. And you're just going to be sitting there so fucking confused at why you started one of these guys. But in reality, you could just sit all of them and then be much happier about your life. So Mark Ingram... If he doesn't play, he's definitely going to be a sit, obviously. Now, there becomes a curious case here. If Ingram misses, can you play Edwards or Dobbins? And I would say yes, you could play either of those guys. But 
I'm still not 100% confident in either of them, but it narrows it down, makes it a little easier to choose to start either of those guys when Ingram is gone, because then it's less of a carousel of guys, obviously going from three to two. For the Steelers, James Conner has just looked amazing last week. Benny Snell absolutely vultured his ass and kind of screwed James Conner over, but here up against the Baltimore Ravens defense, I understand that it's a tougher defense in the NFL, and these guys are obviously both in the AFC North together, so this one's going to be a close matchup, and I expect James Conner to play very well. The Steelers right now are the only undefeated team in the NFL, and I think the Ravens give them a nice run for their money, and if they are close, they're going to be more likely to run the ball, obviously, and if they're getting caught from behind, they're more likely to throw it, but I think this this is going to be a closer kind of matchup for the Steelers and the Ravens, so I think James Conner will get a lot of opportunity to run the rock in this game. Next game here, we got my Miami Dolphins at, or it's at home for the Dolphins against the Los Angeles Rams. Rams at Dolphins. I should have just said that at the beginning. So, in this one for the Dolphins, I'm 100% sure and 100% confident in Miles Gaskin. Last night, we saw Mr. Aaron uh, Donald, A.A. Ron Donald, Get a little bit loose in the backfield, twist Nick Foles' ankle, get a little bit, you know, a lot of pressure on the uh, the quarterback and the running back in that scenario, but I feel like Miles Gaskin is simply built different at this point. This guy is so involved in the rushing game, so involved in the receiving game, that I just feel like he's going to be good, and with a younger kind of quarterback playing, Tua Tungavailoa getting his first ever NFL start, I feel like there's going to be points in the game where the motherfucker panics, and he just sees that Miles Gaskin is standing there. And since he's lefty, I'm going to do it lefty, he just throws it to him. He just dink and dunks it. And my throwing form lefty is absolutely terrible. Much better righty because I'm a righty. But he just dinks and dunks it down there. And Miles Gaskin gets a bunch of touches. And with Tua's running ability, now I'm not sure if week one they're going to, not week one, I guess, because we're in week eight of the season, but week one of Tua, I'm not sure if he's going to start doing these crazy-ass RPO things or where he starts doing these option plays or where he just straight-up takes off and runs, right? I'm not sure that's going to happen early because the guy might be shitting himself thinking his hip is going to get dislocated again or something. But Miles Gaskin, at the end of the day, has been very useful for fantasy football thus far this season. And I don't think the quarterback change really changes my opinion on Miles Gaskin. For the Rams, it's another scenario of a carousel of running backs. But here we kind of see one true running back emerge, and that's Darrell Henderson. To me, it's honestly almost as if Cam Akers has railed Sean McVay's girlfriend or something because there's no other reason why Cam Akers shouldn't be getting at least like three or four touches every single game. I believe he only saw one last night. It makes absolutely no sense. So he's on the the cold seat or the hot seat, I guess, because he's not fucking playing. Malcolm Brown does get some use, but Darrell Henderson's clearly the overwhelming majority of the guy getting a majority of the touches, and I think Darrell Henderson will be decent enough here up against the Dolphins to be worthy of a start next game. Here we got the New York Football Jets at the Kansas City Chiefs, a revenge game for Le'Veon Bell. I expect Le'Veon Bell to bend the New York Football Jets and Adam Gaze over and not even have the common courtesy to spit or use any lube. He is going to go to pound town on the New York football Jets. I believe that. I think Andy Reid is going to let this man loose. Last week, he got some touches, didn't do all that great. Obviously, he was kind of a bust for fantasy football that week, but I wasn't really expecting him to do so much. I just said he was worthy of a start if you're kind of in a shitty scenario, but here, this is an amazing scenario. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Le'Veon Belt both going to form the Eiffel Tower over Adam Gaze. One's going to hit him from the front. The other one's going to hit him from the back, 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 turn around and make it clap, clap, clap. Le'Veon Bell going to do very good in this game, in this revenge game up against Adam Gaze, because I know for a fact he hates the New York football Jets for Clyde. Edwards, Hilaire, this man put up quite the game last week, looked pretty well. 
and looked pretty good. So I like him this week up against the Jets. Obviously a garbage defense. Now, if you're in a deeper kind of league, LaMichael P. Ryan is an interesting start in this game. Now, we're obviously in a scenario where you're kind of playing up against a tough defense with a shitty offense, but P. Ryan was given a lot of opportunity last week in that game up against the Buffalo Bills, so I think LaMichael P. Ryan will be involved now that Adam Gaze has given up his kind of coaching. Uh, not that he's, he's still the head coach, but he gave away the play-calling abilities. For Frank Gore, the man's just too old to uh, be worthy of a start. Next game here, we got the Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers, the Cheeseheads versus the Vikings. So here, Dalvin Cook is expected to return. Allegedly. Allegedly. Kind of like how O.J. Simpson allegedly killed that woman. Or Ray Lewis allegedly killed that woman, you know? Maybe it happened, maybe it didn't. Maybe Dalvin Cook plays, maybe he doesn't. But with that said, if Dalvin Cook does play, you gotta start him. This guy is the centerpiece of this Vikings offense. It's not Kirk Cousins, it's not Adam Thielen, it's not the GOAT, uh, what's his name? LSU man, Justin Jefferson, it is Dalvin Cook, and when he returns, he is going to be slapping up that Packers defense, 1-2 Mayweather style. I love Dalvin Cook this week if he comes back and is able to play. For the uh, Packers, the same thing here. We got two running backs that have been banged up. Aaron Jones expected to potentially play this week. He's not expected to return. It's kind of like 50-50, 50-50 if he's going to end up playing. So if Jones plays, you obviously start him here up against a not-so-hot mini sort of Vikings defense. Jamal Williams, if Aaron Jones misses, again, last week this guy played pretty well for himself in that very, very good win for the Green Bay Packers. I expect Jamal Williams to be involved if Jones misses, but if Jones plays, you can't start Jamal Williams. Alexander Madison, the same thing is true, obviously. If Dalvin Cook plays, you can't play Madison. And A.J. Dillon just seems like kind of the cuck watched in the corner as Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams get a majority of the work. So, next game here, we got the Indianapolis Colts coming off a bye at the Detroit Lions, who got that fantastic win last week after the Atlanta Falcons had a 98% percent 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 80 98 percent chance to fucking win and they lost they choked on some fat wee wee in that one so i'm gonna be starting jonathan taylor in this game now jonathan taylor is like in the best opportunity ever for a running back right one of, behind one of the best offensive lines a very highly touted rookie running back out of wisconsin but he hasn't really continued to produce but he hasn't really busted in any of these games right he hasn't you haven't turned into mia malkova and you're just getting loads shot at your fucking face when you start jonathan taylor but he hasn't been doing that to your opponent. So he's kind of been all right. But the Detroit Lions run defense isn't that great. We saw Todd Gurley kind of run wild up against them last week. And I think Jonathan Taylor, I would expect him to have a pretty solid game this week for DeAndre Swift. They're also in this kind of scenario in Detroit where there's a lot of running backs. Matt Patricia's kind of fucking stupid. So on a weekly basis, you kind of are confused on who to start, right? They have Adrian Peterson, who's the ageless wonder. This guy could be 50 years old and he'd still be stiff-arming some sorry-ass defender into the dirt. Carrion Johnson, very young, has that explosiveness, has that pass catching ability but DeAndre Swift in my opinion is clearly the only guy you can start in this Lions offense running back wise I would say I think Stafford is fine as well as a quarterback as well as is Kenny Galladay and maybe now even Marvin Jones a wide receiver so DeAndre Hopkins or not DeAndre Hopkins Jesus DeAndre Swift is clearly that guy for the team he's definitely the guy for the future but there's always the caution you have to set here when going up against the Colts defense, which is one of the better defenses in the league. If you guys have ended up enjoying thus far, we're around 9 to 10 minutes into this video. Please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. I try not to harp on it a million times and tell you guys, but I would just really appreciate it if you're new to make sure you do that. So we got the Raiders at the Cleveland Browns. And in this one, we got Josh Jacobs. Now, Josh Jacobs disappointed last week 
bigly, big time disappointment for Josh Jacobs last week. But I expect a decently sized bounce back game here up against the Browns. We saw Giovanni Bernard. Not the greatest running back, go absolutely crazy up against them last week, up against the Browns. So I think Josh Jacobs should be in for another, this is a good matchup. I want to say in for another good game because he didn't play that great last week, but I think he's going to have that bounce back game this week. Kareem Hunt is just a certified start. Nick Chubb potentially can return, I think they said week nine or week 10, something like that. So he's going to return relatively soon. We're in week eight right now. So Kareem Hunt, when he returns, will obviously start back flying into the start position. But right now, it's just Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt has looked very good every single week since Nick Chubb has went down because he gets that next level opportunity now with Chubb out, right? Because Chubb didn't get the most opportunity because he's the number one, but Hunt is behind him. Hunt gets the opportunity. Now with Chubb out, Hunt gets all the opportunity because there's just Demaris Johnson or Ernest Johnson behind him, who's not really that kind of a talent that Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb are. So Kareem Hunt gets a big opportunity here up against the Las Vegas Raiders after they're coming off a buzzing win up against the Cincinnati Bengals via that excellent throw to DVP, Dante Peoples-Jones, Donovan Peoples-Jones, DPJ, 619, Rey Mysterio. The Raiders versus the Browns. I like both the running backs in this game. Again, Kareem Hunt. Probably in for a big one here. Next game, here we got the Tennessee Titans, the Le Titans, at the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Cincinnati Bengals have been crawling into every game thus far this year. Besides up against the Baltimore Ravens, they've really never gotten bitch-slapped in a game and just been completely dead and looking decimated. Why is that? That's because Joe Burrow is built different. This guy is a certified beast, but seven days a week. So for the Tennessee Titans, I like Derrick Henry. Who would have fucking guessed it? Derrick Henry, one of the best running backs in the NFL, a absolute monster of a man. And since it's almost October 31st, we're going to be doing the monster mash with Derrick Henry in the end zone because he is going to smash like Khabib, the Cincinnati Bengals defense into a dirty pulp. I love Derrick Henry in this game for Joe Mixon. If he plays, you roll him, roll him, roll him right into your lineup because Joe Mixon hasn't been amazing this year, but he's been safe enough to where you're willing to start him, and the Titans' run defense hasn't looked amazing thus far this season. And obviously, if Joe Mixon misses, Giovanni Bernard, just like we saw last week up against the Cleveland Browns, is in for a big spot here and a very high opportunity to get a lot of points here up against the Tennessee Titans. So obviously, if Mixon plays, don't start Bernard. But if Mixon misses, you can definitely easily start Bernard next week. Next game here, we got the New England Deflatriates at the Buffalo Bills. Now, both of these teams are kind of on the down low. Now, the Bills obviously beat the Jets last week, but the Bills only won due to kicking a zillion field goals. They never even scored. Now, well, they obviously scored points, but they never scored offensively. They had to use the special teams to kick a field goal. So with that said, the Patriots look deflated like that football they used up against the Indianapolis Colts in the playoffs a couple of years ago. So I'm not too sure how this one is going to go, but I do know for running backs, Damian Harris is not going to be a start for me up against the Bills. I just don't trust the Patriots to be scoring enough points to where they're going to want to run the ball in this game. For the Bills, I just don't trust Devin Singletary and Zach Moss when they're both healthy up against an all-right defense. Because the problem here is Devin Singletary and Zach Moss formed to create the double-headed backfield, or I don't even, you can't, I guess it's the double-headed backfield, or it's like the parasitic backfield, right? Because when Zach Moss was gone, Devin Singletary was eaten like his name was Ezekiel Elliott, but then when Zach Moss is there, he just eats slowly away at Devin Singletary's production by getting more snaps to where it makes Devin Singletary irrelevant, and it also makes Zach Moss irrelevant unless one of these guys scores a touchdown, but you really don't want to be playing a running back based upon a touchdown upside. For the Patriots, James White fucked you right in the ass. He took a nice shit right on your chest, Cleveland steamer style last week, only scoring one point, but 
They got railed in that game. Trounced everything. I was bamboozled and led astray in that one because I really thought Bill Belichick would figure out how to beat his old quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. But in reality, Cam Newton is the greatest guy at throwing the ball at a receiver's foot because for some reason, when he gets the ball out of his hand, the thing just does a nosedive straight to the fucking turf. I don't know what he's doing. Maybe it's because he's a fucking vegan and he should be eating some meat so that he can actually throw the fucking ball correctly. Because if you guys have noticed, I don't hate if you're a fucking vegan, just so you know, I don't really care how you guys are eating, that's great for you. But Cam has not looked as good ever since he went vegan. Coincidence? I think not. James White, though, had a bad game, but I think he's going to have a bounce back here up against the Buffalo Bills. Next game here, we got the Los Angeles Chargers at the Broncos. We got Horsecock Herbert versus Horsecock Drew Locke. The meat matchup, the matchup of the schlongs, the dirty dick matchup. I don't know. What are we going to call this game? We got to think of brainstorm in the comments right now. If you're still here, what we need to call Horsecock Herbert versus Horsecock Drew Locke. The cock off. Maybe that's what we'll call it. Who knows? I'll keep workshopping it and think about it for the next video. But the Chargers at the Broncos. This is a Melvin Gordon revenge game, but it's not going to be so revengeful if Philip Lindsay ends up playing. Philip Lindsay was feasting last week until he ended up getting knocked out of that game. So Melvin Gordon could be worthy of a start if Lindsay does not clear the concussion protocol. Obviously, in a revenge game up against the Chargers, I expect him to play big. But if Lindsay does end up playing, he kind of does the same thing where it's with Moss and Singletary, how they both just eat into each other's value so much that it's almost worth it to start neither of them when they're both in the game. For the Chargers, it's super fucking confusing who to start. Justin Jackson, mm, I got a feeling. Joshua Kelly. Neither of those guys you can really start because you're really unsure of which one it's going to be. So pretty much every guy here is going to be a sit. Unless Philip Lindsay misses, then you can play Melvin Gowden. Next game here, we got the 49ers at the Seattle Seahawks. Looks like a good matchup for this week considering how much the 49ers Cleveland steamered the uh, Patriots last week. The Seahawks obviously coming off of an L on Sunday night or Monday night. No, it was Sunday night, I think. 49ers at Seattle. That was an excellent game. Or not 49ers at Seattle. We saw Seattle up against the Arizona Cardinals where the Arizona Cardinals win even though they did something stupid by kicking a field goal on second down instead of just running the ball more. It made absolutely zero sense. But what do I know? I'm sitting here on the couch. Cliff Kingsbury's over there railing whores and winning uh, railing models probably, not some whores because, you know, he's got that big money, big money Cliff. And if you guys saw that fucking house that motherfucker has during the NFL draft, I just said the F word like a billion times in a row. Sorry to all of you guys with the pure ears over there. Carlos Hyde, though, getting the opportunity in this game because Chris Carson is going to likely be missing the next couple of weeks, which puts a big hole in that roster for big-ass Carlos Hyde to fill. And I think Carlos Hyde is in here for a big opportunity up against the Niners. Now, the Niners, last week, by God, was it Jeff Wilson's music. This guy was going touchdown, 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 and that's three touchdowns because that's how many he scored in that game. Jarek McKinnon, what the fuck is wrong with Kyle Shanahan? Kyle Shanahan... I'm thinking Jarek's the starter, right? Not just me. I'm, I'm not just thinking this. Everyone in the world thought Jarek McKinnon was going to get an opportunity in this game. In reality, after the game, Kyle Shanahan comes out there on his mic. He walks out there, you know, looking like Kyle Shanahan, looking like the guy who's choked away two Super Bowls for the Falcons and the San Francisco 49ers. And he says, yeah, man, it was kind of our whole plan this whole time to just let Jarek sit. You know, Jarek's been doing well. He deserves a nice sit in this game. Why the fuck did you not tell us that? With that said, 
Now I'm even more confused because I feel like Jarek is going to still get a lot of opportunity, but Tevin Coleman is likely to return. Jamichael Hasty got some opportunity last week. Kind of a carousel of confusion there in, 49- in the 49ers land in San Fran. So I kind of just wait till next week to kind of make my decision on that. Next game here, we got the New Orleans Saints at 9-inch Nick and the Chicago Bears. Now, 9-inch Nick Foles did not look very good on Monday night football up against the LA Rams, but 9-inch Nick only plays good up against good quarterbacks. If you've ever noticed that, this guy steps up to the occasion. He sees Tom Brady walking down the sideline. On the other sideline, he's like, this motherfucker, I'm going to get him so good. He becomes, he like, if you guys have ever played Super Smash Bros, he's like Kirby. He just sucks them up and becomes them. He out alpha Tom Brady. He became Jared Goff last night when Jared Goff plays bad and made the stupid decisions. That's what happened. Now he's sucking in Super Bowl champ. New Orleans Saints quarterback, Drew Brees. So I expect a bigger game out of Nick Foles, just like the bigger thing that's in his pants. Alvin Kamara, going to be a start in this game. Michael Thomas, does he play? Does Emmanuel Sanders play? Who really knows? Who gives a fuck? Alvin Kamara's a lock in your lineup. David Montgomery last night. What the absolute fuck was that? The, uh, the terrible use of him by Matt Nagy will never be excused from me. It's fourth and one. Game's on the line. You need a first down. We're going to run it. I understand that. That's an okay call. Let's run the ball. Even though I would be looking to get the ball in Jimmy Graham's hands or Allen Robinson's hands. But we're going to run it. Okay? So they run it outside, right? And you're like, okay, that's a good play call. But then you realize in the backfield, it's not David Montgomery. It's Cordero Patterson. I am so convinced that Cordero Patterson just has a picture of Matt Nagy railing some random woman that's not his wife. Or him doing coke. Or something that is just so bad. That's why Cordero Patterson gets use on this team. There's no other way besides blackmail that this motherfucker is getting work. David Montgomery deserves it. He's getting such bad play calls like, hey, let's run it up the gut. They never run it to the side with David Montgomery. His only opportunity to do something is when he gets dump-offs, and half the time he gets a dump-off, it's like four yards behind the line of scrimmage, and then he loses yards. So, I don't know. I'm still starting him, even though a lot of people are losing confidence in him. Latavius Murray is not going to be a start for me unless Alvin Kamara was to be hurt. Next game here, we got the greatest Sunday night matchup. Who doesn't want to watch this? The Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. I would personally rather watch paint dry than watch the Cowboys go up against the Eagles because the NFC East is the worst, worst, worst conference I've ever seen with my eyes. And with that said, Ezekiel Elliott's going to be a start in this game. I know Ezekiel Elliott was sucking fucking hog from that was like 50 inches long. He was sucking Jared Fogle's fucking $5 foot long, any foot long in that game. He looked terrible. The offensive line's a turnstile. I understand, but he has to be better. I'm starting him. I don't think he's a top five guy on the week. But if he doesn't turn it around this week, you should be very scared of Ezekiel Elliott. For the Eagles, Miles Sanders could return in this game, so he's on the start list if he does play. But if he doesn't play, because the Cowboys' defense is so bad against the run, he'd be amazing. But if he doesn't play, it's going to be Sir Boston Scott, his turn to go ahead and take that T, just like Boston did. (laughs) Get it? The T tax from fucking Boston taxation history joke right there so Miles Sanders if he misses Boston Scott would be a good start in this game and final game we got the Monday night football matchup between Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New York football Giants now we all know how Tom Brady plays up against the Giants but this is a completely different Giants it's no longer three line Manning it's no longer Eli Manning it is the garbage can the fastest man on earth Daniel Jones when talking about running backs in this matchup though It's Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. Now, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones were very close in snap count last week, or at least 
touch count in that game, but Leonard Fournette was seeing a majority of the kind of pass catching opportunities. He made one catch where it like hit him in the hand, and they hit him in the other hand, they hit him in the hand, they hit him in the leg. He was juggling it like he was playing fucking soccer, and then he caught the ball. So I think Tom Brady trusts him much more than Ronald Jones in the pass catching game, so that's where he'll get his. Ronald Jones will get his running on the ground. This matchup up against the Giants is pretty solid, so I like both of these guys, but we may enter the scenario with Leonard Fournette healthy where you don't want to start either of them because Bruce Arians is fucking crazy, and he'll tell you one guy's the guy to start, and then in reality is the opposite. So I don't know. But right now, I'm firing out Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. For the for the Giants, I'm sitting Devontae Freeman and Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman only gets his name said because he scored a touchdown last week up against the Philadelphia Eagles. So thank you guys so much for watching this video. If at any point you did end up enjoying during this video, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. Not only is it free, I put out content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 Fantasy Football Championship. Also, check out OverlightDFS.com. Link down below in the description. I love you all. Thank you guys again for 10,000 subscribers. See you beautiful bastards tomorrow with another banger actually multiple bangers of videos. Good boy!